episode of Strictly Football for the 2024 season. Um, I mean, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Uh, now that we're on the, on, on the two-week system, so how are we feeling from, from two weeks ago? Uh, Irving, Ariel, feel free. G- give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm just just oozing with 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 excitement, with uh, with energy. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just taking it away, dude. <laughs> I got to slow down this train <laughs> that I'm on right now. Uh, I I am doing pretty good. I I was just telling you guys offline, that, well, at least telling Jose offline that um, just feel like I've been running around uh, taking care of. Uh, my my kids had their birthdays this week, so mm. caught up with that and uh, parties and other shit that comes along with being a dad. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Other than that, oh, but both of your kids had celebrated birthdays. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, wow. uh, they're uh, five days apart, two years apart. So they're the little one. We're gonna celebrate it on this Sunday coming up. So oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, and I've been and I've been really feeling the love that we've been getting on our social media. We've been uh, we've been posting every day and trying to keep us uh, as consistent as we can be. We're trying out some new things and yeah. and uh, yeah, so excited to see where that goes. Yeah, well, nice to hear that, man. Uh, Irving, how are you feeling, man? I'm doing good. Uh, like Ariel said, like our TikTok is, I wouldn't call it blowing up. But, you know, we're getting some interaction and some likes and, again, trying things we've never done before. So that's always a good thing. And whoever listens, thank you to everybody who likes the the reels. Feel free to comment down there. Give us your opinion. But overall, I feel good, too. So just getting ready to talk about football. Yeah, And, and if I could say, um, and, and these two guys are, I mean, we... We all work together behind the scenes, but but you guys, I mean, both of you guys have done like a pretty good job with these videos. They they look better by the day, um, and you can tell that, that there's there's some production behind it now. So not that there wasn't before, but but it's cool that that you know you get to wake up or you get to like go throughout the day and you get to see a new video being posted from from the Strictly Football account. So. At least on behalf of myself, I know on behalf of Sam as well, man. Ah, great job, guys. Lo- lo- loving the change and lo- loving the the traction that we're getting um, when those go out. Um, so, uh, for myself, you know, it's, it's uh, I think at work, it's it's uh, our busy season right now. Uh, so, so I do feel the same way. I feel just kind of like just amped up every day, just waking up early. Um, so yeah, like before we started this, you know, before we got online, like I was already taking a nap, like I was drained out. I've been drained out this whole week. Um, and so feeling a little down, but you know what? I'm here now. So, Mm. you know, might need a few more shots. Might need a shot or something just to wake back up, but, but it's good. You know, (laughs) we're here, we're here, we made it. And, um, we we can keep you know let, let, let's let's start our our, our show um, as per usual um, the breakdown of the show after this we'll talk about the quiniela that we did uh, two weeks ago um, there we're gonna go to the Roja segment um, 
today we have a we have a headline that's uh pretty obvious i think it's kind of shattered the football internet world um over the day uh irving's gonna have a game for us and we're gonna have a debate uh about a blue card that may or may not come out and we'll do our predictions for the upcoming weekend and call it a wrap so without further ado uh let's start with me i'm Akiniela from from two weeks ago um if, if you guys have been following us we've constantly said to not trust the picks that we say um and every I feel like every time we do a Kiniela, it's kind of like a reiteration that they should not trust us. <laughs> <laughs> don't put don't put any money into what we say. <laughs> exactly. Like do not whatever we say, just do the opposite. I guarantee you guys will make profits. Um so out of the eight games that, that we did uh two weeks ago, our highest score was Ariel with three. I'm back again, baby. <laughs> right back where I left off. Celebrating three. <laughs> hey, let's go. Back at back on top once again. Uh Irving and, and Sam were both tied uh at two. And, and in dead last <laughs> and in dead last, as per usual, nothing new. Same old uh myself with just one. Crazy, you're back at it again too. <laughs> I mean, getting getting one red out of eight is is embarrassing. I, I should feel embar- like I should just stop. Like I should just have somebody else do the picks for me. Even if you don't know about slogger, just do the picks for me. I guarantee you'll get a better score than me. Um, but that was th- those were the points for two weeks ago. Um, I think we we still haven't decided how we're gonna handle that. Um, but. We are going to continue going. We are going to continue to tally the points. And I think we'll, as we go along, we're going to figure out, like, or maybe just have somebody in the chat tell us, like, what, what the loser has to do or through our, our accounts just tell us, like, what's the punishment. And that, that's something that we, we can we can look into. But so far, it looks like I'm going to lose again. So I don't have high hopes. Um, so anyways, we'll, we'll move along into into our first uh segment our tarjeta roja of the week um of the week or the past two weeks i mean however you guys want to take it um since we you know we didn't see each other last week so i'm gonna let you guys take it away let me know who's got one hmm. you got one you got one idea uh, i mean i, I, I do I, I i uh i got one too I have to give it to a young a young up and coming player that I think is having potentially the start of a you know I think his career taking off, which is uh, Garnachas. I mean Garnacho. <laughs> uh, you know, I I feel like the adoration or like the admiration for Cristiano is is obviously there. I mean, he kind of just comes out and just says that yeah that's my favorite player but i don't know it, it almost feels like he's going out of his way to like emulate everything he's doing and i know he did like the sitting down thing on the thing so so a part of me gives him the tarjeta roja of the week because i feel like if he's not careful he's just gonna fall 
into that like trap where he's just gonna be like his little son or his little like jun- <laughs> his little junior, you know. Uh, and as a young player, you would want to create your own identity. And I'm not saying that he needs to be like Messi. I'm not saying that because Adi Maria told him to do something else like Messi. But like, I don't know. It almost feels like he's going out of his way to do that. And he's having to. Uh, to me, I mean. I think he's probably one of the one bright spots on that team right now. And um, I feel like it gets overshadowed by this talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's the, that's my tarjeta roja of the week. Jeez, man. Poor kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Just um, Irving? Uh, my tarjeta roja is going to go to Jorge Sanchez this week. Um, just because... <laughs> just because he's he's had just a uh, a weird kind of spell in Europe, you know, he he left America as kind of a promising fullback, uh, right back, and he played it. He he got what was it? He went to Ajax, saw no playing time at all, and when he did, he was just screwing up. Um, so he got loaned out to Porto, but news came out that it was almost basically a done deal that he was gonna go to Cruz Azul. And to me, that's the first Tarjeta Roja where it's like, come on, man. Like, you're out in Europe. You're living people's dreams. Why do you want to come back to uh, the dreadful team that is Cruz Azul? Like, out of all teams. That's where uh, you go. Yeah, that's where you want to go. Or like, And apparently, he's he was calling for that transfer because he didn't want to be in, in Portugal, in Porto. So, that's the first Tarjeta Roja. And then follow, give him a double red because then following after that, the transfer didn't go through. So now Porto is mad at him. The front office is mad at him that that he wanted to leave. So now they're not book. They're not calling him up for any games. He's on loan at Porto. So, um, I think it's like a a twenty game. Like he has to play twenty games in order for him to be eligible to be bought. Porto is trying to not get to that twenty games. He's they're benching him. They're basically like keeping storing him away until he has to go back to Ajax. And so now it's like you wanted to play for Cruz Azul. Now you're not going to play for either Europe in Europe or Cruz Azul. He's basically getting stored away till the end of the season. Jeez. Which, yeah, sucks. <laughs> sucks for Jorge Sanchez. And it, it just tells it, – it's just – there's a bigger picture to the problem with Mexico. And it's sending out its players and exporting its players. But we all know that's that's a whole big story. But it's just a piece of the puzzle, really. Man. That's a good one. That's a that's a, a good one. It's like if, I, if, you, if you want to know how to fuck up your career, yeah. It's like if I had to guess, I don't think you might have the talent to be <laughs> to be playing to begin with in in either in, in either team. And and he did come out of America. He did cost them a championship. So I, I'm always gonna hold on to that because yeah, that was embarrassing. But yeah, man, what is hunches, man? Just. Figure your way out if you want to get called up for Copa America, because I don't, I don't see it happening right now. The way his career is derailing, and I mean, on on the side news, I think it's like they want Julian Alvarez to actually go to the main Barcelona team. So it's a it's a competitor right there. Um, my tarjeta roja for me, uh, I don't know who's gonna get it. Somebody will get it at some point, uh, and I'm just like advancing it. But I don't know if you guys have seen, like, on social media, uh, just on interviews over the past weekend. Uh, Jose Mourinho has come out 
and you know has kind of given his side of the story of leaving Roma and it's like I, I've been I'm, I'm a Mourinho guy I've been following Mourinho for a really long time I don't think he's ever been this like disappointed about being let go of any team like he just has come out said you know like how much he enjoyed his time how much he appreciated Roma how much the fans appreciated him uh, but somehow he was just let go. And when he got let go, it all had to do or it had to do with the politics in the club. And I think a certain side of the club that just didn't like him and let him go. Uh, so my tarjeta roja would be to whoever was responsible of not destroying his career, but like definitely hurting one of my one of my idol coaches, man, because like. He, I, like I said, I've never seen, or I feel like I've never seen this side of him, like a side that's like open um, to like just accepting the fact that, you know, of the matter and what happened. Uh, so whenever those culprits come out, like they deserve the red card because, you know, winning is a good coach, man. Um, and he doesn't have a team and I don't know if he'll find a team soon. Mm-hmm. To the U.S.? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> That's what they well, no. in the media that the U.S. national team is calling them. And yeah, yeah, I think I think one of these things was like, yeah, like I I didn't take the Portugal head coaching job to stay at Roma, um, which could be true. I would believe that that they would have offered that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, hold on, give him get, get Mourinho a job. He he does not deserve to be unemployed. Um. But anyways, we'll, we'll move on from our Tarjeta Roja segment into our main headline. And it's a headline that if you woke up this morning and went on Twitter, went on TikTok, went on Instagram, Facebook, whatever it was, there was a, a, there was a guy with a white shirt and like a little blondish type of hair. If you guys know him, Fabricio Romano, we trust him with every source. The only way I believe the news. He came out and said that it is now official. And Bappe has communicated to Alcalaf, the PSG owner, that he is leaving PSG at the end of the season on a free transfer. The saga continues. Chapter 3, I think since... My brother and I got into this podcast. We've been talking about this same story every. Oh, here we are again, <laughs> but here we are again. <laughs> and now the bombshell was dropped, and I think I want to. You know, even though, like, I'm off a side note, Fabrizio Romano has been kind of off on some news lately that he's reported that he just reports it, and they fact check them after, and he just kind of like dis ignores it, like disregards it puts it under the table, but I believe that this Mbappe news is real. Um, so with that, I I open it to you guys. I, I might jump ahead and say that this is the right move and we all agree on that, but like, why is it the right move? Where does he end up? And what's next for Mbappe as a player and what's next for PSG as a club? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, hey man, I saw some I saw some rumors, you know, circulating in the media that uh, Arsenal is in for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. No, you want to hear, hear something crazier? You want to hear something crazier? I saw a report. 
from a Spanish outlet saying that Barcelona are in the mix for Mbappé. <laughs> yeah, the, the, te- the team with no money. The team with no money is in the run for for trying to sign Mbappé. But, um, I mean, I think we're, we're all, especially the media, is assuming that this is a move to Madrid. It's going to happen. You know, Florentino's going to do his thing and he's going to come to Madrid, even though I feel like Madrid ha- Madrid fans have, like, kind of, like, after what happened last summer, like, they've kind of, like, hated a little bit on Mbappe, you know, like, I, I remember seeing a picture of, like, a-, a Madrid fan holding, like, a shirt that said Mbappe on the back, and then it said zero Champions Leagues, so, you know, but we'll see how that turns out, but, I mean, I'm assuming he goes to Madrid, I don't see where else he kind of would go, other than, like, a-, a Premier League team, but, I mean, I just think that with the team that Real Madrid has built right now, with what they're doing, they're playing well in La Liga. Um, I mean, they're in Champions League. They barely won their first league, but, you know, they're in there. Um, and with the young talent they have, I don't – like, it's just – I don't see why not you would go to Real Madrid. Like, I think it's just a match made in heaven, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I just feel like Mbappe, I mean, you know, the talks have always been, you know, he's a great player. He's done it internationally, but, like, we've never seen it from at a club level, you know. that He's only got into a final – and they've kind of just choked there, and they always choke in the in the quarterfinals, round of sixteen. So I think it'll be interesting. I think it's a good move for him. Obviously, some bias because I'm a Madrid fan, but and for PSG, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's a team that invests a lot of money into that team, and now it's you see what happens next. I mean, they're gonna have to write it out with Asensio up top. Yeah, I was saying that they were going to go after Ossiman, which I think that would be a pretty cool move That's for cool. Ossiman cool. and and PSG. I think that would make sense. I mean, you kind of you would you would get like a second tier type of superstar. I mean, there's really only you know, there's only I feel like there's only really like two at the top right now was Haaland and, and Mbappe. So yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, be, before before I mean, Irving just said match made in heaven. Before I, I let you speak, Ariel. Let me put this match made in heaven scenario. All right. Manchester City has Erling Holland. All right. Liverpool may be out of contention to compete for a Premier League once Klopp leaves. So, how about you bring Mbappe to Arsenal? You convince them to join Arsenal. And now you get a Messi versus Cristiano type rivalry in the Premier League, but now with them. Bappe in Arsenal and Holland in City. Take it away, man. I mean, look, dude. I mean, you one can dream. And if I if it was me and I was the head of head of Arsenal, I would throw everything out of the fucking window. <laughs> We're selling fucking everybody. Give me a Bappe in this building right now. We had him when we was younger and fucking Arsene Wenger let him go. This is our time. You have to sell Martinelli. I don't care even if you sell Saka. Get that fucking kid out of there and get Mbappé in this building. If you have, if Arsenal has any chance of getting Mbappé, and I sound maybe like I'm in delusion FC, as some of us Arsenal fans have been called before, but I think that if they are even, I mean, I saw the report where he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm open to going there." Yeah, fucking right. But <laughs> if you could, if they could somehow weasel their way into that table, and they can like. You know, I don't care, dude. I don't. I don't care if you sell fucking Martinelli and like all these players that are like supposed to be like the next big thing. Like, if you have Mbappe available, 
I don't see why any team shouldn't be just throwing everything out the window to get this kid. Because to me, I still I still stand on the fact that he's still the best player in the world. So he may not be like on form or whatever, but like no one comes close to this kid right now. So yeah, I mean, I I could dream, you know, that that could be the dream. If I mean, if you were to go there, I mean, even if I were to expand the scenario that you're painting, I'm like. Yeah, I mean, how awesome would that be? I mean, I'm just imagining it now, you know, Arteta and Pep in the lights, and Mbappe versus Holland in, in the in the big in the big lights in the Etihad and the Emirates. Like, I mean, one can one can dream, right, about who your team would go after. And I mean, I'm a Real Madrid fan, but I think I, me, me personally, I've become really disillusioned with the La Liga, especially with the racism that that is occurring there, and. Uh, to me, I'm starting slowly but surely, like getting away from Real Madrid, uh, just because of all that and and just like the level of La Liga. So I, I've been following Arsenal a lot more within the last couple of years. But shit, I mean, I mean, one could even dream even more that Milan would get in there. But that's even that's even that's an even bigger dream. <laughs> so so you know, it's I, I don't know if I was Arsenal and I had actually a chance, I would I would sell everybody. <laughs> just start from scratch. Just I would just keep scratch. Declan Rice. I would keep Declan Rice, Saliba, and everybody else is gone. Goners. And Odegaard, and that's it. I mean, <laughs> for, for, the, for the illusionist and the disillusionist, if he's leaving a PSG team that he has not been able to win with. I don't know personally where you guys would rank PSG as a top club in the world, but realistically speaking, like there's probably multiple teams that have, may have the money to get them. But if you were like in Mbappe shoes, like do you want to go somewhere where there's already a project in place, or do you want to go somewhere where you're gonna be the start of the project? I mean, yeah. can it be argued that he's inherently going to be the star of the project regardless? Mm-hmm. Oh my. I but, mean, he is the star. I mean, yeah. put him in any team, he's the star. I mean, but see, the, if I, I put feel- myself in Mbappe's shoes, like, just think about it, man. You're going to be playing with Vinicius. Jude he's Bellingham, gone, dog. He's Mbappe. gone. Vinicius is gone. <laughs> Get that man out of my club if Mbappe gets there. Look, like, you better have Rodrigo, Chomeni, Camavinga, stays. Valverde, stays. You know, well, there's actually talks. There's actually talks about that Davies and Real Madrid are actually kind of agreeing on a, on a deal. Imagine you land Davies from like. It just, there's no way that I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm Real Madrid and I'm like, or I'm 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 uh, Mbappe and I'm like, how am I not joining that team? Question is, do uh, Real Madrid keep Dani Ceballos? Get yeah, them. they play play him as a ten. No, <laughs> call it a day. Like yeah. He's feeding Mbappe. Mbappe yeah. needs a personal assistant when he joins Madrid. So that, that that's Dani but, Ceballos is a. Uh... I mean, but, but, okay, me, but hold on, dude, hold on, because your your scenario is assuming that Vinicius and Rodrigo and who was the other player you just said? Bellingham. Valverde, Chuameni, Camavinga, like 
They're all, they're all staying. That's part of the project right there. Come on. Vinicius is not staying. We're in denial. Yes, he he's, a, he's a no. left winger. That's what Mbappé plays. He could, Mbappé can easily play striker. If Mbappé gets unhappy playing as a striker, get him out or, of there. Or what, what they're going to do is play how they're playing right now, where, where uh, Bellingham is the false nine, and they have Bellingham still as a false nine. And you just move Mbappé to right wing where Ceballos, or not Ceballos, yeah, I'm thinking of Ceballos, uh, where Rodrigo <laughs> plays. Of course. <laughs> of course. Easy. You see, like, but, but I feel- like Florentino's going to do whatever it takes, I'm sure, to land Mbappé. And I know in Mbappé's head, you're joining the biggest club in the world. You're joining the team that has the most UCL titles. You're joining a team that constantly is competing for first place or is first place in La Liga which again the competition is not great but it's just like how do you not join Madrid and you know we'll see what happens then again if he doesn't join Madrid like I'm gonna be in shock but you know it'll be interesting to see if he joins like an Arsenal or uh sure a Liverpool why not I mean, what about Newcastle they would have the that'd funds. be interesting that'd be yeah they would have be the interesting. funds too green but I just don't I just don't see it in that scenario that's all I gotta say. I hope Madrid comes to Madrid. I hope he, I hope he thinks about it because I know I know what I would choose. So, you know, I, I the only way that I could see Vinicius and Mbappe playing in the same team and they play the same position is if Ancelotti's there because he he's the only manager that I think well one of the only managers that I think could handle that like beef that could arise. Because I can easily see Mbappé playing striker and him not doing well, maybe. And him being like, Coach, you need to put me on that left wing, dude. <laughs> but you know who's there? Vinny. Get him the fuck out of here because I'm the big dog here. Well, I mean, and, and I feel like, to, to my point, like, the way we're talking about this hypothetical move at, as of this moment to Madrid. Like, Madrid, yes, sure. If he joins Madrid, he becomes a star. He becomes a star of the team just by the name alone. But unlike any other team he may go to, like Madrid does have a project. And they've been working on this project every year that he has denied the possibility of going to Madrid. Like the first year, it didn't work out. All right, whatever. Who do they go after? They go after Camabinga. They go after, you know, Tushameni. Second year comes around. They bring back Brahim. Like, First of all, like I've been watching some of the games, like by the way, great. Yeah, Bra- Brahim Diaz should be starting right now. Like the way he's playing, like this guy is like crazy good. His agility, like I don't like it sucks because I mean Ancelotti has favored Rodrigo over him, but Brahim is just killing it right now. So it's like there is already an establishment set in place with Madrid. They're just missing a forward. And whether Mbappe wants to play the nine or not, you're right. It might just only it, it may it's only gonna come down to Ancelotti deciding that. Because I don't think he's gonna do it willingly without yeah. having somebody back him up and be like, yo, like, you know, I got my dot. And it's like Ancelotti has probably come out, you know, many times to say that Vinny's his guy. Like when they ask him, he's like, I got Temo Vini. It's like, all right, dude. Yeah, he, he was just asked top five, top five players in the world, and he's like, Vinicius is number one. Yeah. So, it's just so, like, what, so what is he going to do when Mbappé walks in and he's like, really? You think he's number one? Because I'm pretty sure I'm number one. <laughs> Get this fucking guy out of the left fucking wing. 
I mean, let, let's also not discredit Vinicius and act like he's not like a top five player in the world. Uh, I've been I've been on this agenda. Get Vinny out of here. I'm, no, I get that on. man out of here. Get Rodrigo out of here. I would have um, like Ibrahim in there all day. And no, I mean, I feel like it's like I, I know we, we make fun of this pro clips name that we saw a few weeks back. Uh, Rigol. Yeah. Um, but it's like now, like if you go to like even like the favoritism that the Madrid account has towards Rodrigo, like they started calling him like Rodrigo. After he scored that goal against Hirona over the weekend, like his po the post they gave for him, they just like his he's just Rodrigo and he makes golazos. Uh so there's gonna be a lot of egos if he does end up. If Mbappe does end up at Madrid, I dude, I just don't understand. Their their midfield, I can understand because that to me is competition up top. I mean, I, I don't know. Then again, I'm also maybe I'm just I don't see it, but I don't see why Rodrigo is in Real Madrid. Me personally, like I think he could. I think he's not at the level. You were just saying that Jorge Sanchez is not at the level. I don't think Rodrigo's at the level. I think he no. looks good because he's in La Liga, but. Did I see him fucking being this animal in in the Champions League and doing these things? No, that, he was. He was. He was. He was. He was. He, he has. Keyword. <laughs> We're gonna have a video of this man of the star that never became. Mark my words. So I mean, look, get, get him out of here. Make money. We all said the other team that's in the run for Mbappe. You know, Pumas knocked at his window. You know, he knocked at his door. There you they're, go. They're calling. They're asking. You know, it sucks because he's gonna play bench. But you know, you, yeah. know, you never. Oh, oh not not thought anymore. Uh, Brian, Brian in the comments says that it's it's easy front three Vinicius Mbappé and Rodrigo. To me, I think it's that easy, but you never know. It you is. It's it, it's as easy as you know putting that a FIFA lineup. But we don't see the back. Like I feel like we're 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 gonna miss the background where like. Ancelotti is going to like have to sit down with this guy and be like, if you're coming to play for my team, you're going to play the nine. See, going <laughs> back to our last episode, that's what makes Ancelotti great. He can work with stars. Hey. We've seen it happen plenty of times. What happens and when he leaves? I mean, that. I mean, he's not leaving yet. Yeah, know? that's I'm true. Sure, I'm sure if Mbappe, Mbappe comes, I'm sure it's kind of like, if Mbappe wants to come and play, okay, I'll play for Ancelotti. You know, that's the coach I want to play for. Who doesn't want to play for Ancelotti at this point? And also, we're forgetting to note, let's not forget that Real Madrid also have Endrik coming. Is that his name? Endrik? Yeah. yeah and that's the nine. Yeah. And that's the nine right there. There you go, dude. <laughs> what are we talking about? And he's young. He's really young. But, I mean, just from his highlights, you can tell his talent is out of this world. So, you know. Mbappe, Mbappe, like, come on. Madrid has a project going on here. You you just got to be part of part of it, you know, be be a star of it. All right, but now now hear this project. <laughs> Saka <laughs> on the right. Mbappe on the left. Gabriel Jesus. Oh. Striker. <laughs> slash Eddie, Eddie and Ketia in the middle. Declan Rice. Odegaard. Jorginho. Come on. Team sounding nasty. Yeah, nasty. I sounded like a hospital for a second, dude. <laughs> um, um, one can dream. So are we – do we – because I feel like 
up until maybe last, maybe two weeks ago, um, I still believe that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was all of our reactions. Hey, like, done. Hey, 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 it could happen. He said he could go. He wants to go to Arsenal. You never know. We almost had him. Hey, a couple years ago, Jorginho was midfielder of the year, wasn't he, or something like that? He was. There the, you go. The pedigree. Jeez, that's the uh, pedigree we have. I mean, I, I feel like, like you said, like up until two weeks ago, I with before Klopp announced that he was leaving, I I le- legitimately considered uh, Liverpool a destination for him. That would have been tight. Like I I believe that he would have that team would have just skyrocketed as well. Um, but how about because I feel like after that, like name Liverpool, name Arsenal. I don't think he goes to City. It doesn't make sense. No. Uh, he's he, I don't think he, he can do good under Pep. Uh, Madrid is there. Is there another team that I mean can actually sign up? Arsenal. I mean, well, I'm including Arsenal. I'm, I'm, I'm including Arsenal in the pool. Of Newcastle. The I I don't see why Newcastle's out of this equation. Does they he have, want? They have the money. They could ask, they could literally say, "Who do you want, dude?" Yeah. Oh, I want this dude. Okay. No problem. <laughs> you want your best friend here? No problem. I'll bring that. Like I said, I would throw anything out the window to get this young man <laughs> into this team. I don't see why Newcastle wouldn't be in there. Yeah. All right. How about Oddball? Because it's my team. How about Manchester United? Oh God. I mean, they could probably pull pull it through too, but they would they they would no. definitely need to sell. No. Everybody, okay. I think even Barcelona would be cool too, but they're not in the financial position for it. But <laughs> you know, um, Look, my just my last statement on this: Mbappe's dream team since he was a kid is Madrid. Florentino calls that calls your phone and is like, "Hey, come play for my team. I'll give you whatever you want." How do you say no to that? How do you say no to that? He already said no. Twice, twice. So he knows well, how to well, say no. Well, look, well, true, true, true. But look, you know, it's a, it's a different situation. He was hoping for something better this season with PSG, and the truth is, it hasn't happened, and I doubt it will happen. So I think I'm sure he realizes just as much as we do that PSG, just and the league, league one is not the place you want to be at. Why not join Madrid? Why not join the make the second coming of the Galacticos? You know. What about a shock move to Italy? No, 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 this time around, it shouldn't be Florentino picking up the phone and calling him on the Madrid scenario alone. Any other team should be calling. Any other team should have, like, even the brother's number to try to get him to join the team with him. Yeah. But in the Madrid scenario, because this is the third time we're talking about this, it shouldn't be Florentino. And it should be, like, it has to come out of Mbappe. Like Fabrizio Romano's like last uh, report on the issue was like Madrid has a, like there's already a, a contract drawn up for him that he has that Madrid already sent him and he's not gonna get paid what 
he wanted to get paid the first time around. He's not going to get his image rights that he was demanding when, you know, he wanted to join. Like everything, everything that he used to get a better contract at PSG, he, he's not going to have it at Madrid. And that's the thing that I think can be the make or break deal between whether or not he joins Madrid or not. Yeah, but everybody's going to give him that. Yeah, because every every other team, like I don't care what team you are, how much money, like you're gonna give them that. Yeah, Madrid is the one. It's like it's the outlier that we want. Like I would like to see it happen, but like Madrid, I don't believe Florentino and Madrid as an institution is gonna bend backwards a third time just to try to sign this guy. Mm-hmm. So, any any last minute takes, Ariel? You want to keep no. rooting? Root your arsenal train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sell anyways, <laughs> sell everybody, man. Uh, well, anyways, in I mean, in two weeks when we come back, we'll check in. Hey, for all I know, he already made his decision, and maybe we'll be talking about like talking about it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll switch it up for the for, for the night. Uh, I'm gonna switch it up to Irving that has a game for us. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how long this is gonna go for, dude. This this saga of of Mbappe. I hope, it's like, hopefully, it's gonna be done soon. <laughs> he has. I mean, now that it's confirmed he's leaving, he'll have till September to make a move. Well, actually, he may want to make a move before the Euros start, just to get the pressure off. Maybe. So maybe. Take it away. All right. All right. So today, for those listening, we're going to have a game. Pretty simple. Start, bench, sell. Um, last week, we talked a lot about coaches. So it looks like you know you guys about to put on the coach hat. See who you start, see who you bench, see who you sell. Again, pretty simple. I'm going to show three images of players. I'll tell you like in the respective like time or like kind of how do you – does that make sense? Like in, the, in their prime or this kind of version of the player. Anyways, so yeah, let's get cracking. All right, so we got our first three set of players. We got Kaká, Ronaldo, and Ronaldinho. Um, I'm just saying they're prime. Man, this one's Who hard. Uh, sheesh. I mean, I feel like it really comes down to favoritism here. Because it's just, yeah. I mean, I think all three of these players are phenomenal in their own right. I mean, semi-different positions, you know, Ronaldo's, they're kind of different positions, to be fair here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could go if you, if you, if you want. Go for it. Uh, I would start Kaká, because it's my favorite player. And I would bench uh, Ronnie Gol, and I would sell uh, Ronaldinho. In their, yeah, in, in their, I mean, fuck, dude, they're all. I mean, cool. Ronnie Gold was a fucking beast, dude, for that one, two year period when he was just a fucking terrorizing Europe. It's like if, if the 14 million Ultimate Team FIFA coins or EAFC coins, Ronaldo, you're giving me, give me him to start. Um, I'll bench Kaka and. Yeah, it's it's favoritism, but I'll sell Ronaldinho just because I feel like the fallout of Ronaldinho is not going to be good. 
it can be disruptive. So, so what you're telling me is you're basing off Ronaldo off his FIFA card, off his FIFA value. Is that what you're telling me? Well, no, it, it that FIFA value of a card and that image that they use in that it's from that one two year period when he was a beast. Okay. I mean, just go look at those highlights. Yeah, I mean, he those, was. I mean, go look at those highlights. You never got to see him play, but nope. I can tell you from watching him play, even when he was like like a big boy. I mean, he was still doing some crazy shit that I'm like, fuck, I want to be, I want to be doing that when I'm fucking, you know, a little bit heftier, a little <laughs> bit bigger. I mean, he was, he was a beast, man. He he was a beast. He's like, he was what Mbappe was back then against fucking people who are trying to break your legs. Well, you heard it here, guys. So, next one, we got some <laughs> big Manchester United flops. We got. Anthony, we got Alexis Sanchez and Jaden Sancho, and we're rating them off their Manchester United like tenure. So, who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you selling? All Manchester United flops, I would I would say. Yeah. Well, Anthony's still like the jury's still out on him in the defense of Anthony. True, true, but it's a he's little definitely lo- not it, worth like a hundred yeah, million euros. Sure, it's lopsided. Um, I mean, I'll start Alexis Sanchez, I'll bench Jaden Sancho because I feel like he never got a fair a fair opportunity to compete. And he just got excluded when Tag Hag came in over the guy that I would sell, Anthony. The same, same, same order. Alexis is one of my favorite players. So Okay. So yeah, I think I think I'd agree too. Although I I, I feel like we rarely saw Jaden Sancho play for Manchester United, but Hey, he's doing great now in Dortmund, so. Good for him. So the, the problem was in him. Exactly. So now we got another set of flops for their respective team. <laughs> we got Chelsea flops. And the curse of the nine, really, right here for Chelsea. So we got Chelsea Higuain, Chelsea Radamel Falcao, and Chelsea Lukaku. Uh, who are you starting? Who are you benching? And who are you selling? And I know I'm selling Iguain. I don't want that man in my club. So it's between Lukaku. And Lukaku is one of my, you know, again, another a player that I really like. So, but I, but I think Falcao is the one that I would start and bench Lukaku. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you, you sell Iguain for whatever they give you. Just, just take it. Just take it, dude. Uh, yeah, take Get it. That man out of here. Heist him out of the team. Um, <laughs> I, I'd bench Falcao and I'll start Lukaku because I think. He as a nine gave um, Chelsea a Champions League. Fair, fair. It's crazy think to think. I, I think I I agree with that same order. Um, yeah, I think Lukaku out of these three had the better kind of time at Chelsea, even though it wasn't good at all. But yeah, I think he just had the better time. Well, didn't he also have like two different periods? Uh, yeah, when yeah. Younger, but when he was younger, but yeah, yeah he got moved to Everton. So. Um, all right, and the, we got one more slide, just a little, show a little, you know, showing out for the CONCACAF. We got Paulo Guanchope, uh, El Pescadito Ruiz, and Carlos Pavon. This is this at, is the one I was looking forward to. Shit, at peak, start, bench, sell. For those who don't know, these are CONCACAF legends, you know. Some, some like Paulo Guanchope made it out, and... He did great in England, so 
maybe some people know. I'm gonna be biased here, so I I have, I have a biases. So I, I would start Pescadito. Okay. And then I would uh bench one chope and sell Babon. What what's the bias? What the bias? Uh, I grew up Guatemalan, so like okay. Escalito was just like you know he was just he was kind of the big thing, and and that Guatemalan team I have fond memories. I had a I had a like my dad like I guess like a cousin played in that team, so yeah. uh, so we were we were invested. Let's say we were invested in that team, and 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 Pescalito. I mean, I think Pescalito was a beast. It's unfortunate that he uh that that it never moved out of like this region. I feel like, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of more consistently, but when in this region, I think if you look up MLS, I think you could argue that he is arguably top three player ever to play in this league, if not number one. I mean, he in his prime, I mean, he terrorized this league for whatever that's worth, <laughs> you know. Oh man, what what Wondolowski may give you a run for the money on that take. I mean, he scored more <laughs> goals, but I think if you look at what Pescalito did, I think he, I think his, I think he, he had a really good, like, tenure here. Fair. Well, yeah. I'll sell Pescalito, Ruiz. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would sell Pescalito. Uh, I would bench Pavon, and I would start Juan Chope because growing up, Juan Chope was the, the kryptonite to to every Mexico squad that he played against. And leader of the famoso first Aztecaso. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, never saw any of these guys play, but from what I from the research I did, it seems like Pablo Wanchope out of these three is the one to make it out as a better player out of Costa Rica. And I mean all, I, then again, all three great players for CONCACAF, you know, show some love to the CONCACAF. Yeah, that's our start bench and sell segment. Thank you, bro. Um, well, we got today's debate. Today's I wish open. Sam was here. I wanted to hear. He was probably gonna say Pescai Torres. He's biased. Of He's biased. Biased. Yeah. Um, of course. Um. So so to wrap it up before we get to our predictions, we have a debate. We have a an open ended discussion. Um, over the weekend, um, it was announced that FIFA, in in its effort to compete and, I guess, upgrade, transition into football to be more interesting, who knows, that they were now going to issue a blue card in the game. So for those that don't know, the blue card essentially would consist of getting issued the card and it would be like a partial red card where like whoever gets issued uh, would have to sit out for 10 minutes. Now, this has sparked many like debates, many questions, many arguments. Um, I think the one that, that I stuck with me, um, and this is from one of my favorite players, Mesut Ozil, where like he tweeted like, oh, man, like how is Atletico Madrid going to do when they have five players out for making time? So again, sorry, retracing myself. Like making time would be subject of getting a blue card. So I'm gonna open the floor to you guys. Let me know what you guys think about this move. Uh, is this is this a way to like innovate football 
to like make it less boring or is this just cra a crazy idea that you know we we're just delusional now and we want to just see something different because what we're seeing today is just stale I could go first on this because I have a pretty, I just know what I, I mean. I know we have some advocates here for change in football and in the football scenery, but, <laughs> but the tinfoils on, <laughs> but to me, I, I just don't agree with the rule. I, I agree with the, what do you, what do you call it? Like the context, like why they're trying to give it out. I agree that in certain aspects of the game, there should be like, like time wasting is a great example where like you're just like you know especially if you're on the opposing team or like bro you can tell they're time wasting and then you know the ref like doesn't add a time at the end like or whatever it may be and controversy spark up so i understand that context but like another thing that you left out is like two blue cards is like a red card so you're out of the game mm. and that to me is crazy because you know how many players there is in liga meekis premier league who waste time like if it's like another day you know like <laughs> like they do it for a living that's what they do so now you're gonna see a game where like you may not see like i don't know like it just to me it kills a little bit a part of the excitement of the game the flow of the game you know i don't i don't i don't know if you like you can have like five players under a blue card at the same time but but i know like if it, that were a thing, like, that'd be crazy. Like, imagine, like, having, like, five players at a time be on a blue card and you're playing with six men on the field against 11. Like, I don't know. I just think it's 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 not the best change. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're apparently going to test it, or I don't know if they are. I heard that they're going to delay it for a little bit so they, so they can find, like, a common ground between rules and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. And, and like, an, like, another change that I've seen in Liga MX at least is like now refs are explaining why they're giving a red card or thing or why the they did like something under VAR. So they go and check VAR, and then they, they check, okay, and they're like, okay, it's a penalty. I'm going to overturn it. And they go on the mic, and they go on the speakers of the stadium, and they announce why they gave the red card. But literally, I, you should it's so funny. You guys should look it up on Twitter. Uh, the ref goes out to the field and is like, es tarjeta roja porque es infracción y yo dije... And he just calls the he just calls the penalty. He doesn't even explain what it is. Like he just the refs are lost, and I under, and I feel like <laughs> they're just they're just trying to implement something from like football, which you know we've seen you know refs announce penalties all the time and flags. So you know I don't know. I just I don't agree with the change. Um, yeah, that's all I guess. Yeah, I I mean it's interesting for you to say that it would kill the flow of the game when we're already experiencing the killing of the flow of the game. So to me, I mean, maybe it's why we're in a blue hat today. Because uh, <laughs> we need, I, I mean, is are they necessary? I mean, I think we're at a point, I think you said it, Jose, at the very end of your statement, is that we're in a, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if this is too harsh, but at times football does seem a little, a little stale. Uh, in the way that it's being played right now. And and maybe it's just me being an old head, and just like those three games, and it's making me think about that conversation we had about three games in a tie, <laughs> right? Like a change to football, and there's like this this uh, reluctancy or this uh, this hesitation with 
with implementing new rules or new things. And I think we're in a different time, a different context of, of football. I think blue cards, while they may seem weird, I do see the value in, yeah, dude, your leg's not broken. You know what I'm saying? Like, get up and play the game. Play the rest of the game. There does need to be some sort of accountability for players that do that. And to me, like, I understand Mesut Seals, and that's my guy. I understand what he's saying. But you know what? Fuck Atletico Madrid. Like, if anything, it's going to hold them accountable to stop being so fucking uh, so grimy, you know, when they're playing. Like, that, that's what it tells me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see why we wouldn't have something in place to hold teams accountable that are doing some grimy stuff on the field. Now, the one hole that I see in this blue card dynamic is kind of to your point, even at the very end of your statement, which is that that it's going to put even more stuff on the refs to do. And I mean, to me, the thing about, you know, announcing it kind of like a football game, like the NFL, like of announcing like what the play was like, that to me seems extra. I hope that the rest of the leagues don't do that. I don't know why Liga MX is doing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know why they're doing that. But I do. I can also see blue cards being uh, a problem in that aspect, because then you're going to get on you're going to get on reps for uh, maybe not calling that or not doing that. And like, what is the the rule like what is the limitation on a blue card like from a yellow card or from a red card so it'll come down again to the human aspect of football uh but i like the human aspect of football and and i think that blue cards i think are going to add a different level of accountability that i don't think that we're used to in football because we get taught from a very young age if you play football if you ever played football from a very young age uh, there are some advice that you get, and I don't know if you can, you know, back me up on this or say, but sometimes adults are telling you like, yeah, go fucking hit this kid from behind and let him know you're fucking here. You know what I'm saying? Or like, don't give him the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're up, don't give him the ball. Kick that ball even further down the field. Right. So they're like you get taught to kind of do these little things. Uh, to give you an advantage and and, that, and a part of me feels like that also takes away from the game you know so that's that's me though that's my own personal thing but yeah i, I don't i don't think the blue cards are are a bad bad idea do you do you guys see it like well that's the thing because it's like now that you know the way and, and you're right like you get taught to like you know, tiempo. Hacer tiempo, like, yeah. like, que te sienta, eh, llega, dale uno, dale uno, que te sienta, que sabes que estás ahí. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, is this something that it's like, all right, well, if it does come to life, whatever, like, it's just like, all right, you know what? Blue cards are only allowed to be given after the 75th minute. Like, is, is that something that, that, that they're going to add? Like, because I, I do see that part, like, when, like, they're trying to take advantage, trying to, like, make some time, but it's like, or are you just gonna be just like? Because I feel like when we see a football game, if it's if it's not a closed game, nobody's wasting time. You just want that shit done. Like you want that game over. You want to go focus, think of the next game. If the game is close, if they're they're competing for like a pass to the next round or whatever, that's when the, the timing changes, kind of thing. That's when you start wasting time. That's when you start getting more grimy, more edgy, just to try to out 
match your opponent. So it's like, are we only going to see that on those matches? Are we going to see it like executed for all, all across the board? Is it like, like I feel like I, I I would be with it. Like I would be in favor of it. And just like right now, though, just seeing like what it is or what they're trying to implement. Like I don't see the legs of this rule yet. Mm. I feel like I like if if somebody like if they test it out and it's like all right, this is how it's gonna work down. It's gonna be cool and like we'll eventually be like all right. It's just gonna become like another regla del fútbol that we're just like like an offside. We're like okay, you know why it's an offside. But like I feel like at the moment, just like every, like everybody's opinions, the arguments in favor, the arguments against, you know, it's just like I don't see the legs or the infrastructure to make this rule succeed if it does come out. I agree. And and you know, you said you said something there where you're like they only give after a seventy five minute, you know, I'd like to see that. That's true. If- you know, again, under under what they've said, like about the blue card rule, they've said like it's basically a card to like it's it's more than a yellow, but it's not a red. You know, it's in between. Um, but you know, I could agree like something after the seventy fifth minute, a rule where you can give those out after seventy fifth minute because people are wasting time. That'd be something cool to see. Then again, I think again, although I might not agree with the rule, and I might not agree with like, or I agree that there's no like structure yet to the rule i think it'd be great to test out i mean look liga mackies is a blueprint for what league should and shouldn't be doing you know more so shouldn't be doing but <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but you know this this whole like explaining your var decision i think it's dumb you know i you know i've seen it in a couple games now and it's just the refs sound even worse than they're officiating no offense to refs and their you know their job but it just it doesn't sound good. Like, you know, it just doesn't sound right because refs just can't explain themselves why it's a yellow why, or why it's a red, why it's offside, why it's a handball. Like, because at the end of the day, like things like that, like they're just kind of self-explanatory. You see a, you, you go to El Bad and you see a red, you see a clear red card. Okay. It's a red card. You know, you, there's nothing more to explain there really. Um, like in football, you know, when they called holding or pass interference and stuff like that and five yards to this team or this team, but, you know, I'd like to see it get tried out. Doesn't mean I agree with it. But, you know, if it gets tried out and it adds some kind of value to the game, then, yeah, I don't see why it can't be a rule. But I don't agree with the rule. But it'd be interesting to see because it is true. You know, there is time wasters and, you know, people who love to act injured and then walk on both legs after. So, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I, and now you're making me think about like why they would be doing these things. And in a part of me, maybe I have to put my conspiracy hat on. I do think that these are plays being done by American owners that may or may not know the rules of football. So and I think that that's something that we got to think about, too, that when you think about penetrating the U.S. market, which is arguably the biggest market in the world. And football hasn't really been tapped into. You actually do need some aspect of the game to be explained. So it makes sense to me why they would be start moving even the yellow, even the blue cards. I mean, in some in some uh, aspects, it would make sense why um, uh, they would need to be explaining that or, or to some logic of that, especially as the World Cup is coming around here, because. 
one of the biggest critiques that I've heard, and I don't know if you've heard all this, but one of the biggest critiques that I hear about football here and why football is boring, right? Like, I don't know if y'all saw that clip of people saying that the Super Bowl is bigger than the World Cup uh, on TikTok. And, and like, there's a, there's a sense of delusion there, right, on the American side. Americans are delusion delusional about sports. And, and what we what we praise here, what we do when the world actually knows, we all know football is the biggest sport in the world, uh, for the most part, if you actually know what the fuck's happening. But Americans, uh, there is a level of delusion that lives here, and there's a level of ignorance, I think, when it comes to football. And I think the world sees us as ignorant in, in football. But there there does come a time where they will understand as more American owners penetrate European markets, as we see in the Premier League, that they will try to bring football here. And they are going to need to not necessarily Americanize it, but there is a like now you're making me think about like, yeah, it does sound almost like the NFL where the where the refs are having to go and tell the whole stadium this is what's happening. And if I'm a person that is thinking of watching football and one of my biggest critiques which is what i was originally going to say is that one of the things that i always hear is like why are the players diving all the time or you know what i'm saying like why are they like wh- why how come there's no goals or how come there's an offside rule what the fuck is happening there what's it? you know what i'm saying like so there's like a lack of knowing the rules lack of knowing these like things that if you grew up playing soccer you know or football you know that you got told those things, right? But if you didn't and you're just going to watch it as a casual, you don't know why this player is on the floor acting like they just got shot. <laughs> you know? And, like, what the purpose is. If you played yeah. it, you know the purpose. But if you yeah. didn't, then you're just like, just get up. What are you doing? Because you don't see that in American sports. Because yeah. everything's on a timer. I agree. That's true. Hey, well, I mean, to, to, to wrap this debate, to wrap this discussion, uh, open-ended question on my end for both of you guys. Let's assume it gets approved. It goes into effect this weekend. Who's the first player that gets a blue card on your guys' book? If you guys have to pick one. Who's the first time waster? Who, I mean, the time waster, who's the first flop <laughs> that gets a blue card? Uh, I would say Casemiro. <laughs> we'll rack some up, we rack some yellow cards. And that's my guy, but he needs to yeah. be like you know slowed down a little bit. Um, for me, and again, let's uh, to keep it clear to the audience, it's not just for time wasting. There's other you know penalties that can happen on the field, or you know, uh, infracciones on the field, and they can get a blue card. But to me, even though as much as I praise him, as much as I love him, I think Vinicius is definitely considered to be getting a blue card for like just i don't know like the one thing i have against vinicius is just kind of the taunting he always does you know the the kind of over the top taunting like it's i feel like it's always good to or it's somewhat good to taunt and to be you know confident in your game and confident in what you're doing but at one point it just becomes like excessive it's just like too much like um yeah and he's also i feel like a time waster and he likes to dive a lot so yeah a blue card could be deemed possible for uh well i'll go on the other side i'll say i'll give it to coke meet that guy dude the guy's a time waster he's uh 
it's all fun and games until he's losing or he's winning and he wants to be like he wants to act like he's a shit and he runs i guess he runs on you or something but we'll, we'll see what happens with this blue card it's interesting i think you guys is uh comments make sense um you are right in the fact that you know if you if i mean i was just at a just at a, at a warriors game last night and and just even if you think about it like every american sport has something like that that is explained like even if you're watching it for the first time like you can show up to this game and if there's a foul or whatever like there's going to be an explanation as to why mm-hmm. so you are it, you know. That might be the thing, and who knows? Maybe by the World Cup, we are. Just, I mean, we have all these people that have never seen football before, actually understanding what what they're watching, and it doesn't become boring. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, that was our discussion of the week. Uh, we'll move on to our final segment, our predictions. Um, not many good games, I think, as I was looking for, for games to put on this week's Guiniela. Uh, so, so I feel like I took out some of the better games. I don't think if you guys go, I don't think I would miss. Hey, where's uh, the Pumas game? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Pumas, what the fuck they play? Uh... Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna have a game that I obviously don't know who they're playing. Um. Anyways, we'll, we'll start it off this week. Uh, first game: Manchester City versus Chelsea. Um. Do we give Chelsea any hope this weekend? Nope. No. I, I go City. That's interesting. That's interesting. Irving. I go City too. No Cole Palmer heroics. No yeah. penalty heroics. No Jackson or whoever. Um, all right. Second game in Spain, Valencia versus Sevilla at Mestalla. I feel like both historic teams that are just doing bad. Irving? Uh, well, one is doing worse than the other, so I'm going to go Valencia. Uh, I'll go with the tie. I will go Valencia as well. Uh, we got the third game. Uh, Cruz Azul versus Tigres. Surprisingly, Cruz Azul is doing good. Really good. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, all they had to do was switch back to the old stadium to feel like <laughs> they, they were... Yeah, they were a relevant team again. Um, so, uh, I'll let you take it away, Adil. Uh, I'll go with Tigres. Irving? Ty. Mm, go with Tigres. Uh, fourth game, we got Athletic Bilbao versus Girona at San Mames. Huh? Mm-hmm. No mames. <laughs> no mames. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Talk about the run Madrid gave on Hirona this past weekend, man. It's unfortunate, really. <laughs> y'all, y'all were like, the media was labeling this team as Baby City. 
yeah. in, in the way Mitchell right. was was making this team play. So. I'm still go hit on another. Yeah, hit on as well. They're they're good. They're just not great. They're not uh, that good. On, they're, yeah, they're not on Madrid's level. If we're being honest, although they did give them a run for their money at the beginning of the season. So. All right. Uh, fifth game, uh, Everton versus Crystal Palace. Goodison Park. Oof. Everton. Uh, I'll go with Crystal Palace. Uh, I'll go with tie myself. All right. Six game, guys. Pachuca versus America in El Estadio Hidalgo. Of course, y'all know who I'm going to pick. <laughs> yeah, I'll go America as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Pachuca seems kind of like a rock and roll team, though. Mm-hmm. They score a lot and they get scored on a lot. Uh, I'll go with a tie here. America doesn't, America doesn't seem to be scoring a lot of goals. Oh, but yeah, 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 Henry Martin este, este juego. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's a goal machine. <laughs> 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 All right, we got the seventh game, uh, Freiburg versus Nothing. <laughs> they seem leveled in, in, in the table. Nothing. <laughs> they seem leveled in the table. And Irving said Frankfurt. Uh, I'll go f- a tie. No. Yeah, I'll do a tie as well. I don't know too much of either team. Um, and the last game, uh, Napoli versus Genoa. Um, yeah, ever since Sampaoli left Napoli, man, that team. I wouldn't say they fell off the rails, but they haven't been the same. Plus all the drama that they have going on. So uh, makes it makes I'm this game more. I'm going to still go Napoli. Oof. I'll go with I'll go with Napoli as well. Wait, is is Henoa where y- Johan Vasquez is? This? I don't believe so. Hmm. Yeah, right. he's right here. Johan Vasquez. I'll oh, go man, Napoli. I got my boy Jet Spence. I wonder if he's getting any playing time. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up. I'll go Napoli as well. Um, and. I mean that, that that's it, boys. Those are the picks for this week. We'll we'll, we'll get Sam's picks offline. Uh, make sure he he gets a fair chance to compete with us. Um, other than that, um, you guys have anything else? Final remarks? Final sayings? Nope. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, and.
comment. Like, subscribe, comment. I mean, expect videos yeah. to come out. Um, we're doing pretty good on that. Uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, hopefully by then, we Sam can join us once again, kick off his season. And until then, uh, take care and...